Welcome to the family with Alex Brampernard Rasmussen and Andy Brampernard. And Catherine will be here and we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walls Automotive Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Yeah, baby. Exactly. That's all I'm saying right there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, there's more packages being delivered. I'm getting phone calls like a madman. Bilsky's calling me. And... You got a show. Bilsky doesn't know you have the show, huh? Bilsky. I mean, he's one of the sponsors. Interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, on the phone with my bank for one half hour. How did it work? Uh... It worked. I mean, I had to, the first person was one of those not helpful people. I told you to put your dough with Bilski. You wouldn't listen to me. I've had this checking account at so this what? place Blow them since off. I was they hate you. my first job at 14 years of age. So Time to move wow. on. That's a pretty old account. That's how I am with North American Banking Company. I was like, I worked there. I won't have an account there forever. Dan's like, we should have all of our accounts at one place. I'm like, never. I got rid of my TCF account recently. That Never. I had since I was 18. Never. I Never. Get rid of it. Well, it's Bilski anyway. You can't get rid exactly. of it when Bilski's yeah. at no. the wheel. Andy's loyal. first job was at Twin Cities. Federal. Twin, yeah, and he was. You were a terrible employee. I was. What do you? What? You what? started out really good, but then you started hating the job. I remember. Well, I mean, you I can, can be a good job. employee and also hate your job. And I think you were calling in sick. I hate that. 
You were no. sick a lot, I remember. Well, I was sick a lot. Good job. Well, well, that's true, I guess. Well, here's what I love about Andy, though. He's at a, a party at Johnny Goodman's house. A guy, uh, you know, Johnny, well, Johnny's no longer with us, so I could tell you. Johnny, uh, the family, Sydney, and all the rest of it, uh, worth several hundred million dollars. Andy's at the party. Another guy worth several hundred million dollars comes over, and Bill Cooper offers Andy a job at TCF, and then Andy goes, yeah, whatever. Big shot Andy. Wow. Blowing off the multi-multi-millionaire. $8 an hour teller job. Oh, that's kind of You got to start somewhere. I'll tell you, yes, North you American know. Banking Company pays way better. Yeah? See? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. when they hired me, I was just filing paperwork. I was moving all their paperwork to... Like on the computer, I was just scanning stuff mm-hmm. and naming things and whatever. And then I became a teller later. But I, but I remember they were like, "Oh, what are you expecting for pay?" And yeah, I was like eight dollars an hour because before that I had worked at Caribou and it was like seven dollars yep. and fourteen cents an hour or something like right. that. And then they actually told me what I was going to pay, and I was like, "Sweet, yes. much better, sweet much better. man." Yes. Yeah, they gave you, if I recall, the keys to the bank. Sure did. Hmm. And I'm like, oh she's like God. five. Why would she? Five years old. And I was a, a great employee. Well, Didn't I mean, they talk about how great I was all the time? There's also yeah, some built-in uh, accountability there, though. I mean, considering her dad and the owner of the bank knew one another. So if she did something with that key, then, you know. Well, and I was an extremely <laughs> responsible teenager and college student. And oh, here we go. I was. I was very, Excuse very reliable. Me. I absolutely was. Thank you very much. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you, that you weren't. Everybody was very happy, and the people at TCO, Bill Cooper, always liked Andy, and you know, God, I just realized that both of the people that were there when you got that job, Andy, they're both no longer with us. They both died. Both well, of them died younger too. That was 14 years ago. Way to go, Andy! Bumping off all your friends. Way to go. That's all I know. Yep. As you That's do. What happened. All I know. Oh That's God. all I'm saying. So what else is happening in the world? Anything? God, I, to, tell, to tell you one thing, I looked on the front page of the newspapers this morning, the newspaper websites. Mm-hmm. Holy God, is this ever going to come? Now, they're voting on the impeachment right oh, now. It's a complete waste. People are going insane. In a good way or a bad way? Bad, bad. Is it ever a good way? Bad. So now... Oof. What is it now? Oh, this whole impeachment and that all anybody who's a Republican that ever looked at the word Washington D.C. should be banned from life. Yep. And oh my God, it's terrible. Banned from Woo. life. I mean, I just, seriously, it's it's <coughs> nasty. I don't understand something, and I oh, really need Ellie you to straighten this out for me. Well, and it did come in. Well, okay. we have a very interesting guest today. Got your frappuccino. We have the libertarian, the libertarian vice presidential candidate for the last election. Okay, we're going to have to have one person talking at a time here, Andy. Is going to okay. be on. Once in a while, I get going to be great. Anyway, Catherine was trying to talk there in L.A., Nick, of course. You're a disaster, as oh, we all know. He couldn't know. hear her. We, I couldn't hear her. Also, I have a feeling no one told them that we start early. No, yeah. no one told me we start early. Yeah, no one told Doug either. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, oh, God. I, you're not alone. I, was, I thought oh, I was early. God. They told me 1130. Yeah. It's, it's 1120. We've been doing it for about, what, a week a now? Week? Yeah. yeah. 1115. Why doesn't anybody... 
Why doesn't anyone do their job anymore? I'm not a mind reader. I don't think anybody knows that it's their job. Like, nobody's assigned as the, you're the person to tell. That's the problem, yeah. Nobody knows that this is their responsibility. So Then you guys better decide, because I uh, host the show and I do all the sales for it, so I'm a little busy. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But it's don't worry about it. Same thing's going on at KQRS and every other business in America. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I was, you know, I pick so up. What, times uh, the, what time does the show start? 11.15. Okay. 11.15. Yes. Just now. We just so from now on, back, you'll know that. 15 minutes for some reason. Yeah. No one told me. Well. Well, I've shown up to the show completely canceled before. <laughs> yeah, me too. So. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. Trust so. me. At least a half a dozen times. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Okay, why don't we decide on the air who the person is going to be to let everybody know? Well, I don't have everybody's contact information, so I could be if it were, but I'm not on every show, so that's a problem. That's like if true. something happens Thursdays, I don't. I'm not on yeah. that day. I always thought it was Cassie, and she sent me a happy birthday Monday, and she didn't mention it, so I didn't know. Yeah. Well. We'll figure it out. How Whatever. about if I just ask Cassie to remember to do it? I'm sure Cassie will do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, let me put it. it this way. Let me give you an impression of what how my life goes and why every night your mother goes, what in the hell's wrong today? So I'm on the morning show this morning. I'm about to do the Mike Evans report, and I pick up the copy to read, and I read the first line. I go, this copy is from December 7th. Wow. Oops. I, I just, how that happens, I do not know. I, I do not understand how that happens. Anyone? Uh, somebody dropped the ball, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, but Sounds you can't like. drop the ball. It's it's your job to do that. Mm-hmm. Balls get dropped all the time. I, that's, oh, God. That's uh, <laughs> just the way it works. I, I'm just worn out. Okay, i got to run something by you guys, because here's something, and it has nothing to do with the fact she's Muslim or that she's black or that she's a woman. It's none of that at all. It's all of it together. What I don't that's understand is... Was Ilan Omar born in America, or was was, was she... No. No, she, she was wasn't. not born in America. She is a U.S. citizen, though. Yeah, she's a U.S. citizen. But, but, but here's what I love. She moves to America from Somalia, which is not the greatest spot on Earth. No. I, wouldn't, I didn't go the Trump route and go, it's a complete shithole, like Trump said. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's not say that, Joey. Have you, have you been there? But anyway... Somalia, no. It's a complete shithole. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it, it has one of the lowest standards of living on the planet, if not the lowest. Okay, so this makes it even worse. One of the lowest standards of living on Earth. Her family comes to America, is welcome to America, is welcome to Minnesota, and all this woman does is call us racist and how horrible yep. we are. She hates the country and she hates everyone in it. Why do we allow this? I, I listen, listen to this headline today. This is in the Star Tribune this morning. Representative Ilan Omar in House speech says tyrant Trump must be impeached. Mm. What is wrong with you? We welcomed you with open arms and supported you, and this is what we get. But That's you know why what we she, get, huh? she can never lose? She'll always be there. No, no, because she can't. All yeah, you're right. She, because about yeah. about five thousand people in that district vote, and she gets about thirty thousand Somalians to come vote for her. Yep. So she can never. She can say whatever she wants. She yeah. can't lose. I just I don't understand why America is the worst place on earth when everybody from everywhere cannot wait to get here, and then as soon as they get here, it's the worst place they've ever I been. Know. I just don't get it. I would be great. Like, let me put it this way. When I was in England, Scotland, Ireland, Italy, Canada, wherever I go, I treat people with respect because I'm in their country. Whatever happened to that? Yeah. 
It's gone. Yeah. I just we were talking about no that yesterday. Even at all, people don't understand what's happening here. It's happening worldwide, and it's, oh yeah, it's yeah. if you haven't seen the world yet, yeah, it might be too late now. <laughs> Seriously, oh, I think you're right. If you haven't traveled the world by now in life, it might be too late. Yeah. Look, I don't know uh, Ilan Omar. Never met her. I never will meet her. Don't know anything about her. I got nothing against her. It's not a skin color or a gender or an orientation or I don't like your hat. It's none of that. You're an asshole. There. Is that clear enough? That's what I don't like about you. She sure has gotten you rich. She sure asshole. has gotten rich. I'm sure she has. Well, she's a multi multi millionaire now. Yeah. I can't take much more of it. I'll tell you that from all of these people, they just well, all, they just love to talk how horrible actually, America is. I'm, I'm thinking maybe she's just really smart too, because um, <laughs> yeah. If well. you okay, so let's say you're a politician and you're like, I am locked in. I am totally locked in. No one's ever going to be able to get rid of me. I'm going to build. It's going to like it's going to be like uh, Getty. She'll ha- she married her own um, brother. No. Well, yes. Yeah, she did marry. But her brother. she she married her campaign manager. Yes. So the money stays in the family. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if she, if, so if she if she just keeps on you know creating a little uh, fortress of all you know probably lobbyists oh, yeah, maybe some smart. of her relatives no, could be a lobbyist yeah. so all of the money can go back into her coffers somehow I think that might you know be the way that things are done in Washington. That's why we need term limits. We need we need eight year we term do. limits. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Because you got do, people yes. like Maxine Waters, and even in Minneapolis City Council, people have been there for 25 years. Yeah. That's not right. It's a bit much, don't you think? Yeah. Need term limits. <laughs> That's a pretty good text I just got from Joe in Louisville. Is this segment going to be a North American banking commercial? Won't that piss <laughs> off Michael Bryant and Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> uh, oh, dear. I Probably. love it. Probably. Absolutely love it. There's no no question about it. So, look, I, again, I don't know Alon Omar. I don't have anything against her personally. But why do you have to be such an asshole? I don't get it. That's what people want. They vote for her every time. Uh, no matter an, how much she says she hates them, they vote for there's her. There's an anti-American thing going across there this country. Is, yes, so. that's true. Well, then why do you live here? If I hated America, I would leave even though I was born here. It's I'd a, leave. It's a generational thing. It was taught and indoctrinated uh, in, in colleges across this country. Yep. So, in other words, don't attack the capital, attack the colleges. Well, you got to see, you, you see who's giving money to the colleges. It's yep. China. China donates yep. more yep. money to but, the colleges yep. than anyone, and yep. they're getting their message across. But the colleges are part of the machine, yes. right? Oh, yeah. They get oh, yeah. federal money. They get state money. They get money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. So they, you would think that they wouldn't want to irritate half of the population because whether Democrats believe it or not, Republicans go to school. They go to college. They're not all, you know, missing teeth sitting in the Ozarks playing a banjo. They are actually people that have educations. So why would you want half of your potential student base to not want to go to college. Yeah, I'm thinking there might be a massive collapse in the near future when people realize that going to these, especially Ivy League colleges, uh, it's just a complete waste of money to spend $200,000 to be yeah, told how got, evil you, you are. you got countries like China begging these colleges to take Chinese kids and they'll pay their full tuition. Well, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Take yep. Chinese kids. I don't care. But I think that a lot of people, especially a lot of right wing people and white people are going to stop going to these colleges. They're going to go to smaller colleges 
that are cheaper, you get the exact same thing, and you don't get indoctrination. It's true. I just don't understand any of it. I, I, I'm looking at the headlines right now. Here are your headlines from today. House poised to impeach Trump. Representative Ilan Omar in House speech says tyrant Trump must be impeached. Violence on the rise against Minnesota leaders. COVID-19 takes toll on Minnesota ice fishing contests. Uh, St. Croix County Republican website with war message goes down. Walls extends Minnesota's coronavirus. Why would I ever read this newspaper if I didn't have a job talking about the news? I because you love you wake up so that you can have drama in your life at God. every moment. I really do think that that's part of part of um, like a c- computers and screens. They light up a part of your brain yeah. that likes drama or something. Oh, really? Oh, no. I really People think been, that that's yeah. got to be connected. People I've, have been doing this for since well before. I don't screens. know. I've cut it out of my life. I have enough drama. I woke up this morning and had two different horse pastures, horses in two different pastures, all in one pasture. So it's that's amazing. enough drama that's for me. It's amazing how, how they happen. do that. I don't know how they did it, actually. I haven't so. figured it out yet. Oh, we used to have a pony that would escape constantly, and yep. we're like, how is he getting out? But two horses got into another pasture, and they were in there secure. Well, yeah, no, that's... So I'm like, you know what? You guys want to be together? Fine. <laughs> enjoy. Just enjoy yourself. Okay. Yeah, maybe they jumped the fence. They yeah. probably did. I'm yeah, not going to deal with it do. anymore. Just, just stay together. Yeah. yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Just don't jump the exterior fence. I only did it because there's only there's only two feeders in that pasture, oh, yeah. and the other one has its own feeder. It just made it easier feeding everyone. So mm. let them fight over food. Yeah, sure. I guess. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, do you think we will ever get back to being a polite society ever? Do you think not, it's ever going to happen again? Not in our lifetime. Hey. No, if we all keep not. pushing for it, yes, I think we can start a God, movement. I hope so. I, I mean, I just, this has got to be the pendulums has just got to be way too far God. to the to the crazy town right you now. The, I mean, the, it has to come the, back. The, the stuff the that's going town. on right now is starting a a deep, deep, deep. Uh, what's the right word? Like almost resentment, resentment, chasm, resentment, and there is stuff. There's going to be repercussions for it. I'm telling you, oh, yeah, things are going to go yep. bad. Yeah, they are. They're going to go bad. Remember Ireland so in the sad. 80s? That's what's coming. Yeah, things are going to go bad here. Remember, so remember seven, right. you had 74 million people vote for a guy that just got discredited the whole four years. Yeah. So it's not yep. going away. Yep. <laughs> he might go away, well, but it's, it's not going away. We should probably take a break because we have our guest negative two minutes from now. Yeah, that's what I thought. I've been trying, but you know. In any case, we will be right back. Special guest up next with the family. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me, what do you like most about your job? Well, I know we only have a minute, so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help, and how that translates to jobs for their employees, and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly, I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do. Did you bring some of that cash here today? Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. There we go, babe. That's some new music from Doug Sprinthal right there. <laughs> it all works out in the end. Spike Cohen ready to go? Yep. Spike Cohen, ladies and gentlemen, latest news from Capitol Hill, White House, and more. Plus talk about what it really is, uh, what it's really like to be a libertarian. Um, I have to ask you a, a question right up front. Uh, is it okay if I just call you Spike? Apparently not. <laughs> Can't even respond. I hear, I hear so the upset. line open. Yeah. No, hello, who is it? Well, huh. I don't know why he's not answering, honestly. No, he's not there. Yeah. We're connected, All right, though. We can try to. We are connected. Yeah, you are connected, definitely. Let me do you stuff. Know, by Let the way, I will tell you this. It's the first time I've ever asked permission to call somebody Spike when his name is Spike. Usually you just go, okay, if your name is Spike, I'll just call you Spike. Right? You don't ask permission. Yeah, well, you know I, th- I think libertarians are pretty um, informal in Even a lot of ways. Keel. Well, he is on yeah. the line on the phone phone. It just wasn't coming through our end somehow. Yeah, Andy's talking to him. Yeah, so right, we I could hear the line up though. Yeah, so, but no, it, it, he was actually problem. on the phone. Something's wrong with, on our end. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. No, we'll, there. we'll figure it out. I just heard something. Andy will figure it out. That's why Andy's in the position he's in. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Well, I'm excited to talk about this because I believe that we need another party in this country. I couldn't agree Desperately. more. Desperately. Well, we only have more. one We've now, one. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Uh, is Mr. Cohen ready to go? Uh, maybe. Spike Cohen, how are you? He cannot hear me. Hmm. Apparently, yeah, his phone is messed up or something. <sighs> oh, God. They're sending audio. I can't. It's not on our end. No, I, no, no. I understand. I understand. Well, is there any way you can call in on a different line, or can we call him on a different number? Uh, yeah, he could call us on our Skype number. I'll, okay, I'll he, suggest that. that. <clears throat> Good plan, Panda. All righty. I don't know what, what would be going that wrong. It works out in the end. Yeah, yeah we you definitely know, need. You know how? Ed. You know how? Um, you know how? So once in a while, you have one of those days. I woke up this morning at three o'clock. So I've been awake since, since 3 a.m. I've been doing this, that, and the other thing. And about half the stuff that was, not half, about 90% of stuff was supposed to be done by people outside the, uh, outside the my purview. <laughs> Didn't do what they said they were going to do. Is, is, is that prevalent in your life as well, that people never do what they say they're going to do anymore? 
Well, I don't have that many people that I count on to do anything because of, of that reason. Oh, that's good. <laughs> but, good move. But yes, I have. I've been building this house, and people suck. <laughs> They're a horrible man. You hire a professional that's it's one trade. Like this one one person does one thing, but yet they can't do it. So it's like going to a dentist who doesn't know. know how to do dentistry. It's it's ridiculous. I agree with you completely. I, I just and, and it's the it's the smallest things, but it's like well, don't that's your job. Oh, I know, but it was not that big a deal. <laughs> well, it's, it is to me. No, no I'll give you an example. Know, I, I give an example. I hire this guy to do countertops, right? Mm-hmm. So there's one countertop on the back wall is a is a two piece countertop, so it has a seam in the corner. Well, I bought the countertops and I bought the exact match seam sealer to go with the countertops. He just and I put it on top of the countertop. <laughs> he can see it, and I told him I left the seam sealer on top of the countertop. He just decides he's not going to use that seam sealer; he's going to use his own, which isn't the right color. Oh yeah. Okay, that's great. That's All right, uh, that is great. Hopefully, Spike can hear us this time. Yes, Mr. Cohen, how are you? There oh. we go. Oh, Yay. now we're and you sound very powerful. <laughs> you sound really powerful, you, Spike. Yeah. I want you to know that. That's fantastic. Spike, uh, well, I will tell I you this. Um, very quickly, just uh, I want to I want to mention because we're all a family here. Uh, I'm the host, and Catherine, my wife is here. Our son Andy, Hello. our daughter Alex. So the whole family's here, plus family friend LA Nick is here. Uh, and I want to tell you, I think pretty much all of us. Well, first of all, let me start by saying this. I grew up in a house that was Democrat when I was a kid. A very poor family. We we're Democrats, and then later in life. I started doing okay, and I became a Republican. And then I, right now, have nowhere to go because I don't want to be a Democrat nor a Republican anymore. I haven't for a while. So my question is this. I'm I'm searching for a home, and what I found is that Donald Trump got 75 million votes. Joe Biden got 80 million votes. And there are about another 75 million people out there that could have voted who didn't. Is that my party's spike? The one who didn't want to vote for either one of these guys? Is that me? Well, you know, it's funny that you bring. It, it's funny that you bring that up. The uh, that's primarily who I'm reaching out to is that 75 or so million people, and actually, that's a, a relatively no low number. Usually, it's closer to 100 million yeah. that don't vote, who recognize yep. that they're not going to get anything they want from Republicans and Democrats. So, you know, our our goal ultimately is to let them know that. You know, we are the party that recognizes that people do best when they're most free. We understand that the clowns that are in office right now are only in there to rob all of us of our, our power and our, our freedom yep. and opportunities and money to be able to hand off to the cronies to put them in office. And that's the only way to end that is kick them all out of office and replace them with people who understand that the purpose of government isn't to fleece the people for the benefit of a small handful. I love that take. And, and matter of fact, I can use an example today for you, Spike. You'll love this one because we're down in Florida mm-hmm. right now spending some time. Just Kat and my wife and I are spending some time having a really nice time. And I have a why well, I'm on medical uh, THC to sleep. I'm not a good sleeper. So I'm on I'm okay. on medical THC. Okay, so I go I go get my prescription. Or it's not really a prescription, but I just go get my thing filled last night. I got the exact same thing that I get in Minnesota. We live in Minnesota you know, most of the year, by far most of the year. When I get it in Minnesota, it is $660 a month. When I get it in Florida, it's $220 a month. Where's that extra 440 going, Spike? Where's it going? 
Well, well, I mean, I, I, this is probably going to come as a major shock to you, but that is more than likely going into hands of a, of a bunch of uh, uh, government agencies that are, you know, spending uh, large amounts of money doing research on all sorts of incredible things that have absolutely nothing to do with what they just had. <laughs> How did we end up here, Mr. Cohen? So, I mean, there's many theories. Uh, uh, I think my favorite one is that this is a simulation and we're just, you know, being laughed at. It's like one big uh, version of candy camera. I, I think probably the more valid theory is that I think what's happened is that we have gotten locked into a cycle of, quote, unquote, lesser evil voting or, or so-called strategic voting. Yes. Well, yeah. I don't love yeah. this guy or, or this lady, but this other one is so frightening that I have to vote for this one or else the other one is, is, is going to win. And the problem with that is that even if both sides are legitimately fighting against each other, then ultimately if you're voting for lesser evils, cumulatively you're going to just keep getting more and more evil. But it's worse than that because they're essentially on the same side. They work together to create a system that uses ballot access laws and taxpayer funding of, of their campaigns to all but assure their dominance in, in every single uh, level of government in this country and it has led yep. to a system whereby they have crowded out any other options uh, and they, they know that either they win uh, and, and, and get to, to do whatever they want or the other side wins and works with them to do whatever they want and, and it's, it's a bad it's why I call them the Republicans because there is increasingly little difference in terms of policy and to offset yeah. that they increase in ever increasing what I call opposition theater. It's, it's posturing to make it look like they're fighting each other when the reality is they work together every day to screw the American people over. They do, and it's certain. I, I tell you, Spike, it's great having you on today because I, I read the headlines during the beginning of the show here today. And every headline is just hateful or negative or disgusting. Yep. People want to be victims, mm -hmm. right? Here's what I like about this. You know, they talk about packing the court, and they talk about bringing in four more uh, states, Puerto Rico and D.C., and a couple more so, so the, yep. to upset the balance. So basically, the Dem Democrats would never lose an election again, ever, except in one instance. And that instance would be is if the libertarians and Republicans got together and sent them packing forever. That's the only way, if they do that, we're, we're going to ever get our country back. Would you not agree? Well, I, I would agree that I think that if you are someone who joined the Republican Party uh, because you wanted a smaller government, you wanted less taxes, you wanted people mm -hmm. that were going to defend your right to keep and bear arms, but you wanted to have a government that recognized it wasn't there to tell you what to do, uh, but to protect you and your lives and rights and property, and you see that when the Republican Party is in office, they largely spend like Democrats in, in cooperation yep. with Democrats. Uh, and they, you know, put as much impositions on your on your lives and rights and properties as, as the Dems do, maybe just with different wording uh, or different branding that, you know, I, I believe that there are a lot of constitutionalists and, and conservatives out there who, you know, their political home is uh, is the Libertarian Party for that reason. Conversely, I also think there are a lot of Democrats that if they're waiting for the Democratic Party to end wars and, and you know, hold bad government actors accountable, that's certainly not going to happen either until, until, you know, these exact people are kicked out of office. I think it's true. Let me read something here for the uh, folks. Jeremy Spike Cohen is an American libertarian poli uh, political activist, entrepreneur, and podcaster. He was the Libertarian Party's nominee for vice president of the United States in the 2020 election, serving as Joe Jorgensen's running mate. 
How can we get the look? I, I have had it with the Democrats. I've had it with the Republicans. I have friends that are Democrats. Friends that are, I don't hate them like they hate one another. Of course, I don't hate them at all. I just don't. I I would really like to be able to spend some of my own money. That'd be kind of fun if I could do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So <laughs> the question is obviously, how do we do that? How do we get people? You know, right, into a, right. a party, and, and I believe the Libertarian Party is the best vehicle for that. Uh, you know, how do we get people into that? And I think the biggest thing is that, you know, there are, we need to recognize, I think in the past, Libertarians have said, well, you know, it's not fair. We aren't allowed in the debate. We don't get the same amount of media attention. Uh, you know, there are ballot access laws that make it more difficult. And we recognize these things, but yet we continue to still campaign like the other two parties do. Instead of being disruptive, and, and when I mean disruptive, I don't mean violent or anything like that, but disruptive right, in terms right. of finding different avenues around it. And so what I'm actually doing is working with the, the Libertarian Party at the national level, but more importantly at the state and local levels, the local affiliates and state affiliates, to take the Libertarian message directly to the people at the local level, uh, and to do so through a combination of activism, uh, campaigning for local elections, um, and, and also at the national level, you know, doing... Uh, you know, viral content that is going to actually get the attention of the people and and all of the other things that we want, the media attention eventually being included in the debate, getting enough libertarians in office to overturn these absurd ballot access laws that deny the American people the choice. All of that comes when we have enough of a grassroots ground surge of support to be able to actually be able to contest these, these races. I think we often have tried to put the cart before the horse in terms of being able to do that. And, you know, I think we often show up you know, every two years or every four years to say, well, well, here's what we want to do. And we can't afford to do that. That's, that's what they can afford to do. But we need to be presenting our message, you know, 24-7, 365. I mean, I, can I brilliant. ask a question, Tom? Absolutely. So, hi, this is Catherine. How are you? Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, the Libertarian Party has gotten very little traction, in my opinion, Um because I think that the problem is, is that most people don't even know what it means, right. what the party stands for. They see that they want to abolish taxes, and people don't know what that looks like. How on earth can you abolish taxes? How, you know, how do you run a government without taxation? It, it seems to be that that's the biggest problem for the Libertarian Party, is just getting their goals and messaging out there. Yep, that's Do you exactly think that that's correct. true? Yeah, that's, the, yeah that, that's 100% correct. And that's the thing. We are the biggest, you know, I just traveled uh, to 35 states, had over 75 campaign stops, talked with uh, tens of thousands of people across the country. And what was very interesting was that, you know, anecdotally, I would say that probably 90 to 95% of Americans have absolutely no clue who we are. Uh, have never heard of us or maybe once heard of us once or twice but don't really know anything about us. And then within that 5 to 10% of Americans who do know who we are, maybe about one-third of them actually knows what we stand for on things. Um, and, you know, some people just have a vague understanding that we're against taxes or we're for, you know, uh, legalizing uh, pot or, or that, you know, we're, we're really strong on guns or something like that. Uh, it's important that we get the message out, uh, and that's why I was saying it's important to get the message out at the local level, because a lot of times when people are voting, they're concerned with, well, how are your ideas going to affect my community? 
And the best way to answer that is with libertarians in their community messaging exactly how it helps them. So it needs to be something that is, you know, at the local level in terms of messaging, as well as at the national level messaging on on, on national and, and international issues. Um, it, it needs to be a, you know, across the board communi- communication push that we're doing. And, you know, it's something that we've already uh, started somewhat in earnest, but we're going to be coming into uh, April, uh, you know, we're going to continue to push on that. We also need to latch on to hot button issues. Libertarians often like to talk about the things we want to talk about, and that often isn't what the American people want to talk about. So, for example, right now, you know, we've been focusing on what is the hot button issue, which are these lockdowns and, and mandates, which, you know, we now know, thanks to the data, that it really hasn't done anything to slow the spread of COVID-19, mm. uh, and it has actually caused massive amounts of drug suffering uh, by, you know, the fact that it was it was never a serious proposition to tell everyone to stay home until further notice. And, uh, and it has not worked, and it's not going to work. And an increasing number of Americans recognize that, and the Libertarian Party and, and, and Libertarian candidates and speakers are really the only ones who are being full-throated and recognizing that none of these lockdowns were a good idea and that the only way to move forward is to is to open up and to and to free healthcare workers to be able to do their jobs effectively i think that's wonderful i really do honest to god i i just i don't know i know that andy and alex and and la nick i'm sure you've got questions i just we started off today spike i'm in a little bit of an odd mood because um, we have a, what is she, a state senator? Is that what she is? Or is she, uh, 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 House Representative. Oma. Uh, what is she? Uh, she's yeah, House. She's House, yeah. Oh, she's a member of the House? Yeah. This Ilan Omar, you know, and I got nothing against Ilan Omar, you know, and it's going to be, oh, she's a woman. Oh, it's because she's black. <laughs> oh, it's because she's this. So that's not it at all. This is a woman who, who came to America from Somalia, came to Minnesota particularly, and has not one decent word to say about America. America's horrible. We need to do something about it. It's horrendous. The people are terrible. Why? Very hateful. We welcomed you with open arms. Why? Why are we doing this? I, I don't understand. Look, I don't want her kicked out of the country. I just want her to shut up, Spike. That's all I want. Just shut up. Well, I can say I had firsthand experience with the party system when I ran for mayor three years ago. Mm. I looked at. Oh, I, yeah. I was registered as an independent my whole life. I've never been registered as anything else. And I did look into the Libertarian Party. There's the problem is it's all rigged setup, especially in, in a state like Minnesota yep. and Minneapolis. I couldn't get yeah. any yep. debate unless I was a Democrat. Only Democrats were allowed to debate. Period, yep. because there was no Republicans running and. The, the, the only the Democratic Party would give anyone money. There's only super PACs for Republicans and Democrats. Libertarian doesn't ha- don't have super PACs or any money to give you. So you're on your own. So uh, that's yep. the problem. Everyone runs as a Democrat because they're going to hand you money. Yep. And if you follow the money, it shows you the corruption. The money is where the corruption is. And look at it. Look, the Democratic Party just spent half a billion dollars to get two seats in the Georgia. Half a billion. Just follow yep. the money. The mm-hmm. money is is the yep. is why everyone runs as a yep. Democrat because you get paid. And and, and keep try, keep in mind something here: that half a billion dollars to get a job with a salary of what a hundred and something thousand dollars a year. Something is off here. <laughs> yeah, the math why, doesn't work out. Yeah. Why is why are why are hundreds of millions of dollars? And of course, we know the answer to this. This is the reason why Republicrats are able to get the kind of money they are is because they immediately turn around and hand off trillions of dollars in favors. And by favors, I mean your money 
uh, yep. to the cronies and the and the, and the, the lobbyists and the different uh, groups and packs and so forth that put them in office. So we just saw that with this most recent so-called stimulus package. They're going to give us each about right. $600, right? Uh, they're also going mm-hmm. to hand off trillions of dollars to all of the cronies that put them in office, and they're going to stick us yep. with a bill to the tune of about $2,300 each with interest. And now, if it makes you feel any better, most of that will be paid off by your kids and grandkids, not you. Uh, so that, that, that <laughs> hopefully that takes a little bit of, of this thing off. But but this is what happens when you have a closed system. And, and the biggest problem yep. is, and, and I, I don't say this just to... to, to you know, to complain because we have to recognize what the issue is, but then we have to move past it. But the biggest issue here is that uh, starting in the 1880s and then moving through into really into today, they're continuing to, to, to pressure, to put more pressure on it. They introduced more and more ballot access restrictions. And while sign up for third party candidates, well, and independent candidates, while simultaneously passing more and more laws, giving them your money to pay for their campaigns. Um, so while mm-hmm. they get the, you know, the, 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 you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in funding every year, not to mention all the crony corporate funding they get, they also put restrictions in place. So, for example, in Tennessee, uh, and I'm c- certain that it's similar in, in Minnesota, uh, but in Tennessee, uh, in order to get a, uh, in order to, to run as a, a Republican or a Democrat for an office, you have to get 25 signatures, just, you know, just to show you're serious enough to get enough signatures together. If you want to run right. as a uh, libertarian or any other third party, you have to get 56,000 signatures. And in, and historically, the courts try to throw out at least 50% of those. So you effectively have to get at least 100,000 signatures to be able to even get on the ballot. That's for something like state rep or anything. Here, instead of signatures, it's money. You have to give them yeah, money. Yeah. 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 And, and it's, we it's do need to take huge, a spike. Can I take a problem? Let me take a quick break. We'll come back in just uh, about two minutes. Is that sure. all right? Okay, we'll Absolutely. be right back. More with Spike Tone, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking libertarian here with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Spike Cohn, our special guest. Uh, latest news from Capitol Hill, White House, plus uh, more. Let's talk about what it uh, really is like to be libertarian. Jeremy Spike Cohn is an American libertarian political activist, entrepreneur, and podcaster. What's the name of your podcast, Spike? Uh, so I actually have two of them. One is called The Muddy Waters of Freedom, which is on Tuesdays at 8. Uh, and that's uh, like a topical show. We talk about the, the week's events. 
Uh, and then uh, my own show is called My Fellow Americans, and that's where I interview uh, prominent Americans that are, you know, more often than not, they're either fighting government one way or another, or uh, or they're, you know, prominent speakers or journalists or professors or pundits or candidates or whatever. And, you know, we have conversations, and I, I present the libertarian perspective on whatever whatever issue that we're talking about, and that's on Wednesdays at 8. And you can find them on iTunes everywhere. You can find oh, it everywhere. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's an excellent question. So you can find them on, uh, on Muddy Waters Media, and uh, that is on uh, every, every uh, social media platform known to get Okay, well, we mean for now until they shut you down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> I, Spike, I cannot believe we're doing this. We're allowing big tech to silence half of America. What in the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Well, big tech's bigger so than my, Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, that's the thing is that they. I mean, you know, it's something that I that I tweeted out, and I got, I got a lot of flack for it, but it's true. I wasn't as concerned about the fact that uh, they had chosen to uh, specifically that they had chosen to uh, mute Trump or, or remove Trump from from Twitter and so forth, as I was from the right. fact that they can do that. Yeah. They are effectively, and not just that they can do that, but, but that by doing that, they have effectively silenced his ability to be able to say anything. You know, I mean, I guess you can send out an email list, but that's, that's about it. Now, it, yeah. you know, yep. in my mind, I think, I think we often look past the real answer here. You know, there's a lot of people talking about getting the federal government involved in, uh, in you know, having social media, you know, deciding what social media can and can't post. And all I have to say to that is, if you don't like Mark Zuckerberg and, uh, and, and Jack, uh, I forget his last name, who owns Twitter, in charge Dorsey, of uh, yeah. you know, what's on social media. Jack Dorsey in charge of what's on social media. I doubt you want to have Joe Biden and, and, and uh, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi in charge of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that the answer here is to see the fact that, you know, I think a lot of us are going to have to move to alternate platforms. And I think that we're and, and alternate platforms have to be a real alternate platform, not just something hosted on an Amazon server. We need to, you know, look at the at, at actually creating our own content that and our own platform so that we aren't at risk of this. And and the the beauty of that is as more and more people decide they want to have an actual you know uh, place where they can rigorously discuss things instead of a you know uh, a system set up by phone monitors, uh, then we can reap the whirlwind and the benefit of having done that. Oh, I think it's already. I think it's already begun. It's already started. Oh yeah, people are starting to buy. They're hosting their own. They got the bare metal going because if you're hosting your own content on your own physical server, then there's really not a whole lot anyone can do about it. And people, no, there isn't. And yeah. the next step would be for the the actual ISPs and the the IP providers to to be blocking people, but that's when we're now getting into First Amendment territory because right. now this this goes yeah. beyond the private platform choosing who they can or cannot you know who, who who can or cannot use their free service, and now it goes into actual denial of the ability to access the internet. And I think that's a completely different can of worms that uh, you know that 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 would be a lot harder for them to be able to justify. And I think it's I think it's the step we need to take. I think as you know, this started with, you know, you can't be a Nazi. Okay, great. You can't be a Nazi. I, I, I'm not sure I want to be on a platform that's very welcoming to, to Nazis. But then what happened right. was just it kept, we keep seeing the concentric circles of, you know, more and more opinion. And now it's reached a point where they are, you know, very, very uh, um, aggressively, quote unquote, fact checking, um, you know, uh, memes, which I think is hilarious. Uh, you know, we've had a few memes on Muddy Waters Media that we put up and they'll say, this isn't true. And I'm like, yeah, because it's a joke. And uh, that's okay. 
It's, you know, it, 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 we've reached a point where we have, God. you know, robots that are fact-checking memes. And I think, you know, as it continues to get more and more ridiculous, I think that the, the demand for alternative, uh, you know, more uh, free speech friendly platforms are going to continue to continue to rise. Did you see the tweet what? that the Twitter put up in Uganda yesterday? Yeah, yes, I saw I that. Yeah. Hey, come and, and on. The hypocrisy is over the top, man. Yeah. They're like, they're wringing their hands about Uganda <laughs> yeah, they, silencing you, someone. Yeah, on. You, oh, yeah. you can't take yep. anyone off of Twitter. Yeah, it's like literally, what, two days after they just started mass banning as many people as they possibly could? It's ridiculous. What does the yeah. Libertarian Party feel about breaking up, like, Google and Apple and... We, we, we think Those. that having the government get in charge of social media is probably the absolute last thing that needs to happen unless we want it to get worse. Uh, I, I think yeah. the way that you can effectively break something up is to provide a better competition. Uh, I also think that this speaks to a greater problem that exists in uh, pretty much every sector of the economy in the U.S., which is that we have way too many regulations that make it increasingly difficult for smaller competitors to be able to disrupt the market share of, uh, of the established big uh, companies in that, you know, given respective uh, sector. And and that's by design. It's usually those companies and their lobbyists who created those regulations in the first place. So it, would, it wouldn't be surprising that it would lead to them being able to crowd out smaller competition. With that, you know, th- with that said, it, it, absent any, you know, legislative changes to be able to deregulate the market, I think we just have to fight to create alternative platforms and, and you know, bring, bring people over to them. I think the last thing we want is government getting involved you know, it, this is sort of the briar patch situation. I think a lot of these social media companies are going, oh, no, please don't get involved in, and, you know, and, and create greater control and, and cement us as utilities, making sure that we never go away ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that, that Facebook would love, for example, for Section 230 to be overturned because it would give them the, uh, the, the, the precedent. It would give them the pretext to, you know, monitor every single thing for anything that they could potentially find objectionable and, and, and kick us out for it if they no longer have that protection. So I, I really don't think that that, you know, I've heard a lot of people propose government action that, in, in my mind, getting government involved, it, it, very rarely do I look at something and go, man, this is terrible. I really need government to make this worse. And I, I, I would agree on social media. Well. You're a hit on the show, Spike, I will tell you that. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just, I need somewhere to go, Mr. Cohen. I, I cannot be a Democrat. I cannot be a Republican. I I don't have anywhere to go. I can't listen to people run America. Into, I, I, let me, this is why I feel the way I do, Mr. Cohen. I, I grew up a very, very poor kid. My father was gone. My mother raised seven kids pretty much by herself. We had no money whatsoever. Uh, shoulder to the wheel. I was told in America, you can do it, kid. I was told that by my teachers. I was told that by the cops. I was told by everybody. Uh, Tom, if you if you get to work, you can make it. This is America, and I did. I, you know, I'm on the top rated morning show in the country and uh, KQRS every morning. I, I had a great everything I ever tried to do because America is so wonderful. I succeeded at. And and for them to come to this country and run it into the ground makes me want to burst into tears, for God's sake. It's the greatest country on earth, and all I hear is how horrible it is. And when I do go do speeches, and I say, hey, you can do it, kid. Don't worry about it. Get to work. You can do it. I hear the parents going, no, it's not true. I can hear them telling their kids that. It's disgusting. Well, I, I'll, tell you, I'll, well, I'll tell you this, Tom. I, I spoke to a lot of people 
you know, I, I'm I'm at the cusp of I'm actually a millennial, but I'm an old millennial. I'm a millennial with male pattern baldness, so I, I'm sort of at the at the cusp of being. I'm like the first year of millennials, but I, I spoke with a lot of younger millennials and and uh, Zoomers or Gen Z, the the you know people that are in their twenties. And, you know, an interesting thing is happening generationally here. And it's that thanks to bad government policy, uh, a lot of things that were not out of reach for for you or even for me are out of reach for them. You know, the average person coming out of college right now, uh, they can't afford a home. They can barely afford to rent a home, much less to be able to buy one. Uh, They probably can't afford a vehicle. Um, And, you know, they're sitting on massive amounts of student debt thanks to terrible government policy that completely removed the price equilibrium in higher education. Um, And the problem is they've got two groups of people right now. They've got the Republicans who are playing bad cop to them and saying, oh, it sounds like you're lazy and entitled. You need to eat fewer avocados. (laughs) And then you've got the Democrats who are playing the good cops saying, oh, well, no, you know, the problem here is that, you know, you need more free stuff. And if you can't afford to live on your own, and you're being told by one group it's because you're lazy, and you're being told by another group, uh, no, it's because these people robbed you and we're going to give you free stuff, that other that, that second argument is going to be a lot more appealing. What we're trying to do with, as the Libertarian Party is talk to these, these kids and, 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 and show them that it was the bad policies being created by both the quote-unquote good cop and the quote-unquote bad cop that led to the cost of living spiraling out of control to begin with. And that, you know, when we get them out of the way and their cronies that put them in office, then we can reduce the cost of living, we can make living affordable again, and we can do so in a sustainable way that doesn't create generation for people, uh, debt for generations that haven't been born yet. Interesting side note here, we just created $7 trillion of debt last year, when I think we, our government, did. Most of that is going to be paid off by people who have not been born yet. If that's not taxation yeah. without representation, I don't know what is. I think this is a great a great time in in the world for the Libertarian Party to try to get in the money game and get money sent to them because people are frustrated with both parties, and that's the problem with the Libertarian Party is there's no money flow. So if they could start getting people to give them money, this would be the time to do it. Yeah, yeah, and this is we always rely we want to rely on small donations. Um, because we have to, you know, we're never going to get the, you know, uh, Joe Jorgensen and I got exactly zero dollars and zero cents in big corporate funding for two very powerful reasons. Number one, we'd never accept it. Number two, they'd never give it to us. Uh, they, they, because they recognize that when once we, libertarians get into office, their gravy trains over. So that avenue isn't open to us, nor do I want it to be. So it is all, everything goes back to one thing. We have to take the message directly to the people. It is the people that yep. are going to provide us yep. with the votes that we need, the support we need, the boots on the ground that we need, and the and the and the money that we need to be able to actually move this forward and be a, a viable party that is going to contest and win big elections across the country. Yeah, the money is Spike, the big we're key. Gonna, mm-hmm. It is the big key. You're absolutely right. Spike, we're going to drive you nuts because I'm never leaving you alone now that you've been on. You're a great guest. <laughs> yeah, good guest. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Spike, please come back very soon. You you did a great job. I, I You know, because people think, oh, it's got a third party. There's a lot of these third-party goofball. Minnesota, I believe there was somebody who ran for office in Minnesota last election. There were 25 candidates for this little tiny office. And people think right. the libertarians are part of those, those, those 25 other parties. That's not who libertarians are. Uh, I am very, very impressed, and I will be paying a lot more attention, and I will be reaching out to you. Thank you, Mr. Cohen. 
I appreciate that. Thank you, Tom. I'd be happy to come on again. Have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye. He kids. And he's a kid to me. He's 38 years old, by the way. He's just, just a, couple a baby. Years mm-hmm. A couple years older than Andy. About four years older than Andy. But I, do you guys love the message as much as I did? Yeah, yeah, I, I do love the message, and I always have. That's why I reached out to them when I mm-hmm. ran, but they just don't have any money. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they, right. couldn't, they right. couldn't even give me $300 to help with yard signs. So they, they really can't get a candidate off the ground, even on a small scale like mayor of Minneapolis. Yeah, the whole system is rigged against them. they have no money. And, and yeah. the Democratic Party will dump $10 million into the mayor of Minneapolis yeah. race. So it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's a no-win. It's it's it dead is. before before upon arrival. I mean, money talks. I wish I would I wish I would have asked him uh, how many libertarians are actually in office because there are libertarians in office. Uh, we can call them back. Some. I believe there's one in the house. <laughs> there's there's at least there's at least ten. I think. I don't think not not in federal government. I think so. No, I think there's right, one. Take... I think there's one in the house. Well, and I don't think there's any in the Senate. Aunt, Andy, you look that up while we... Yeah, we got to take our break here. We'll be back with Hour 2 with the family. <laughs> 